0: More psychology. We need more understanding of human nature because the only real danger that exists is man himself. He is the great danger, and we are pitifully unaware of it. We know nothing of man. Very obvious what he has gone insane. Primordial instincts to kill Without feeling, without passion Without judgment Primordial instincts to kill me Without feeling, without passion Totally Without judgment Primordial instincts to kill Without feeling, without passion Without judgment Primordial instincts to kill my methods sound Without feeling, without passion. Without judgment. Primordial instincts I to kill. You. You without feeling, without passion. At all. Without judgment. Primordial instincts to kill. Without feeling, without passion. Without judgment. He is the great danger and we are pitifully unaware of it. We know nothing of man, far too little. His psyche should be studied, because we are the origin of all coming evil.
1: Today the Facebook is making it easier for people to live, cleanse, work, and play.
2: Hey, Alan. Ready to go kayaking? I'm just finishing up here connecting with my friends.
3: Communicating with your friends on your computer?
2: Yeah, I just got the Facebook.
3: Sounds fun. Listen, I can't go kayaking. What? I've got to send something for my mom's birthday. It's tomorrow. And call a coworker to see if she'd like to grab a drink.
2: Well, hey, we can take care of that before we go. It's easy with the Facebook.
3: The Facebook can do all that?
2: How about just clicking on your mom's profile and saying happy birthday? It's the same thing as sending her a package.
1: Call now for the Facebook, a new way to use your computer to communicate, boost, have fun and get instant news and information.
2: The comment has been posted. How long have you had this? About a week. And it's so easy. All you do is point and click. But how does it work? All you need is a computer, a regular phone line, and they give you 10 free hours to check it out.
1: Call now for your free The Facebook Startup Kit and get free software delivered directly to your home.
2: Simply ship a few photographs to The Facebook, they'll cover the postage, and an operator will set up your profile. That seems really easy. Now, let's look up your coworker. What do you want to know? What her favorite movies are? What college she went to? Her faith? Her relationship status?
0: You can find all that out with The Facebook?
2: Yeah. You can read her thoughts about the weekend before you see her on Monday. Make your friendship official with a friend request. You can even send her an event e-invitation to get a drink.
1: Call now and get instant access to the worlds of friends, games, hairs, and entertainment.
2: Here come the dot JPEGs. I just saved you a trip to the beach.
0: That's great. Any way I can get a physical copy of that photo?
2: That's great. Call the toll-free line and an operator will send you copies of any photo you want. You can even have a photo printed on the side of a mug. You can mug. even send her an event. Drink your coffee at work in style. I'll keep that at home. So how do I get the Facebook? Well, that's easy, too. You just call the 800 number after we go kayaking. i got to check this out. But
0: what about my privacy?
2: Just go to your module, configure settings, cleanse. It's no big deal.
1: Call 1-800-614-3434 right now for your free The Facebook Startup Kit with free software and 10 free online hours. Macintosh and IBM compatible. It's everything you need to get online. So call 1-800-614-3434.
4: All right, welcome everyone to the TylerBloyer.com live stream show. Today we are going over the cyber pentagon and we'll go over why the name of the show is that. And in a second here, as soon as I can hear myself, I'll take these headphones off, make sure that everything's working all right. I know that's annoying when people do that. I also think it's ridiculous, but I've had a few snafus lately with being muted and today we'll see how it goes and I don't think I'll have any issues, so. Uh, that was a joke that was a comedy skit an actual uh, not a real video of what Facebook advertisements would look like back in 1995 and of course uh, life log I mean Facebook didn't uh, wasn't invented until 2003 2004 uh, so we'll go over some of those details today as well to clarify that that video there was it was a comedy skit just to clarify that but most of what we're gonna be talking about today is pretty ominous and not very funny, and so it's good to get a little comedy in there and at least uh, be able to lighten the mood a little bit here as we go into the cyber pentagon today. What we're going to be covering is some of the aspects of things. Um, Well, let me first get a few announcements out of the way. So TylerBlair.com is now fully uploaded, backed up, and archived to library.com. So let's see if we can just... Pull this up really quick so I can show you a couple things that are updates on the site.
5: Probably should have been prepared with that, but we'll do it live.
4: So first of all, as always, you can go to, let's just hop into this, tellerblower.com, and you'll get the live show right here on the front page. I have it embedded here. You can go over to live show and the new update is that we have uh, all the site content backed up now to also library or also odyssey here i have the odyssey channel pulled up Uh, go ahead and go over there i'd suggest to follow me on that site and bit shoot for longevity and also if you're not on these alternative platforms to start getting used to being on them and, and used to navigating and getting the apps installed for a lot of the information that you won't be seeing. And as we'll go through today, uh, you know, you there's a good reason to get on platforms that aren't created by these big tech companies or by the NSA, by the CIA, by DARPA, and the intelligence agencies. Not that these aren't tracked and traced and databased in the same way, but it would be good to at least start to decentralize yourself and your information gathering and how you go about it so i'm encouraging you to also go check out the float channel where you are live streaming over there um there was some issue with the facebook site today so it's not live streaming there today it looks like but we're also on twitch and dlive for the live stream and you can uh, go and find those things there the other thing that's set up now is the live stream uh streamlabs alerts so you can now tip me if you follow the link below and i'm still getting used to streamlabs so last week i had some people donate and i appreciate that and i did not have the alert box set up though so it wasn't alerting through the actual app but now if you were to leave a tip it would get your comment read on the screen i have a few ways that i can go look and see that if i miss it for some reason and uh, we can keep the show going and more entertaining in that way, to have an interactive way of viewing the show. Uh, there's also a Discord channel. Now, it might be hard to get my attention in there for the show, I'm not used to checking it. But if you wanted to come in live on the show and make a comment, uh, you might like comment on the YouTube and say, hey, I'm in the Discord, bring me in. And then there's a live call-in room there. I do see we have someone in there now. And later on in the show, I'll go and check that room, if I remember and take live questions. That'll be like after the first hour. Probably go for about two hours today is what I have planned. And then I have actually some plans that I didn't have a hard stop. So I'll be kind of cruising through a lot of information today, going through things at a fast pace. Um, It looks like I need to fix the zombie guy on the following um, pop-up there, but I did see that pop-up just come across the screen. It looks like Ludwig might've followed me on Twitch is what that was um so that's pretty cool so i'll have to go through and keep configuring things with this whole stream thing but i'm i'm working on it for a few clients to try to learn it the best that i can so i can teach it to them so that they can get around things like being reliant on uh, super chats there's a simple way through through Streamlabs obs i think uh, stream yard and other apps to you know get away from the youtube payment system platform and be able to take uh, live tips during the show I'm not saying all these other tech people or Twitch or Streamlabs is censorship proof. I'm not making that claim. I'm just saying, again, you know, you should have other ways around things to get past the censorship or past uh, just being reliant on one form of income. And I'm not reliant on any sort of income from streaming or the content I produced. If if I was, I'd be in trouble probably. (laughs) I'm just kidding. So... Uh, anyways, uh, my, again, in I mean, LifeLog, I mean, uh, Facebook page is backed up to Float. I went ahead and went through the process that they offer to download your Float file. So if you just look up, like, Float, actually, I can show you really quick. Let's just jump into this. You can see here, uh, Float, and then this is Grand Theft World, but that's okay. The concept is the same. Import Facebook data. And this goes through and teaches you actually how to... Uh, oh, there's a Steemit article you can go find and you can export all your Facebook data.
5: Uh, hold on one sec. doing I want to go
4: to Okay, we will. I had to keep my... Word to my daughter that I'll keep that hard stop, like I said, so we can take her to her friend's house. She was just running around in here naked, which you know, preferably we'd rather not have on the live stream. So if you import your file here, it takes a little while and just have confidence that it will work. It takes, it was a little shaky when I tried it, but it took two tries actually, to be honest. And then the second time it did say complete and it said processing. I came back, I think it was maybe a day later and there were a bunch of things there from Facebook, so I've basically archived all my posts and videos and media to Float. And Float is... Uh, we'll learn more about that as we go. We'll get into solutions-based technology episodes, and Float will definitely be featured back in there. Uh, Grand Theft Royal is on there. I'm on there as well, Tylerblair.com. And that was the it for the announcements today that I wanted to go through. Uh... Today again, the reason why we're doing this episode on the Cyber Pentagon, we'll be going over a lot of the origins of some of the social media tech giants like DARPA and the or uh, sorry, <laughs> like <laughs> like Facebook and Twitter and Parler and you know, in general, what the objectives and goals and plans have been of big tech slash the military slash the intelligence agencies, which all work together, as you'll see. And as we've covered in you know the past here, in the past few episodes with uh, getting ready for Human 2.0 and consenting to silence, and then that was more on censorship today, we'll be going more into uh, surveillance. And we covered a little bit of that last week with the censorship as well, with uh, Bill Benny's uh, opening of last week's clip, uh, a clip in there that I put in the opening of consenting to silence. And so we're just gonna kind of continue on this theme of mixing modern tech surveillance censorship and the platforming and the different things going on there and cover some of the past and the history and try to provide some more contextual information. Nothing totally new here, nothing groundbreaking as of yet, uh, but more of a context that if I was sitting next to like an old workmate where a lot of the time I think people get in an echo chamber with this even sort of information that I'm going through and you start to think that everybody kind of has the same understanding as far as like uh, the government working with big tech and uh, how the state actors can be um, just as malevolent and threatening even from just a security perspective as any other you know actor out there in uh, in the threat landscape you could say and we would want to investigate all angles and not leave anything on the table and so coming even from that perspective, though, I realized that not everybody has the same information. Not everybody is interested in the same thing. So I'm kind of sitting down today, like I'd be sitting next to a coworker who's just asked me a few questions about, hey, I heard that, you know, the NSA uh, was doing mass surveillance since the Patriot Act, and I might have a few comments on that. And then if I was able to, i you know, take, take him down the rabbit hole a little bit of some of the modern things that are going on now. So one of the best people that's been doing that and in my opinion one of the people that people should get more familiar with and follow his work is Mr. James Corbett of the corbettreport.com and I'll be using a couple clips from him today I think it was just a couple that I had and one of them is an old clip from 2011 called Meet IncuTel the CIA's venture capital firm and it's a good intro today for those that aren't familiar with IncuTel which will be a key pivotal kind of point of information of where we're going to be navigating around today. So let's switch to Corbett here for a minute and see what is this little preview video that he made back in 2011. Go ahead, Mr. James Corbett
3: need your support and thank you for watching. GameScan Corporation manufactures low-power Wi-Fi semiconductors that form the heart of modern remote sensing, monitoring, and control technologies. Recorded Future Inc. is a Massachusetts web startup that monitors the web in real time and claims its media analytics search engine can be used to predict the future. Keyhole Corp. created the 3D Earth visualization technology that became the core of Google Earth. The common denominator? All of these companies... And hundreds more cutting edge technology and software startups have received seed money and in investment funding from InQtel, the CIA's own venture capital firm. Welcome. This is James Corbett of The Corbett Report with your eye opener report for BoilingFrogsPost.com. For decades, the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, or DARPA, has been the American governmental body tasked with conducting high risk, high payoff research into cutting edge science and technology. Responsible most famously for developing the world's first operational packet switching network that eventually became the core of the internet, DARPA tends to garner headlines these days for some of its more outlandish research proposals and is generally looked upon as a blue-sky research agency whose endeavors only occasionally bear fruit. In the post 9 11 consolidation of the American intelligence community, IARPA, or the Intelligence Advanced Research Projects Agency, was created to serve as the spymaster's equivalent of DARPA's defense research. In contrast to this, InQtel was formed by the CIA in 1999 as a private, not-for-profit, venture capital firm with the specific task of delivering technology to America's intelligence community. Publicly, InQutel markets itself as an innovative way to leverage the power of the private sector by identifying key emerging technologies and providing companies with the funding to bring those technologies to market. In reality, however, what InQtel represents is a dangerous blurring of the lines between the public and private sectors in a way that makes it difficult to tell where the American intelligence community ends and the IT sector begins. This has been a preview of the Boiling Frog.
4: Yeah, so that was a preview of that clip there and that was back when James was doing a Boiling Frogs post and maybe just a little preview. But again, I just wanted to get a. Look and feel for what Inkyto was, and he like he said, their late 90s uh, CIA venture capital firm. Uh, now let's bounce forward. Uh, let's bounce forward to 2018 and get a little bit of more from Corbett on an update from something a little bit more recent on what's going on with uh, DARPA and Facebook and uh, the things that you've never heard about. Let's see what James has to hear say uh, say here, and this is a little bit longer of a clip today to get us more into the information that we're going to be going over today.
3: So I was on this Reddit thread the other day about, ever notice how accepted it is that we are constantly being spied on? And there was this user, Fifeguy, who said... If the government were found to be tracking people's position, shopping habits, preferences, etc., it would be taken badly as an affront on liberty. Check out LifeLog, created by DARPA. But if they agree to give it to us because they don't read the terms and conditions, like Facebook, interesting that Facebook began the day LifeLog ended. By the way, Facebook, like most tech startups, are funded by CIA front agencies. Interesting stuff. Well, if you watched a corporate report, you'll know... That yes, the uh, Facebook, as well as other social media entities, but Facebook certainly has some shady roots with shady people uh, and connections back to Inkutel, the CIA's venture capital firm. so you already know about that, but maybe you don't know about Lifelog, the DARPA project that began the day that fa- or that ended the day Facebook began, really? Is that true? Well, I myself have to admit, this is new to me. I'd never heard of LifeLog before. So I went looking it up and sure enough, it turns out there was something called LifeLog that was a DARPA project that was announced back in late 2003 and was canceled or was announced as being canceled on February 4th, 2004 in this Wired article, Pentagon Kills LifeLog Project. And it says that the Pentagon canceled its so-called LifeLog project, an ambitious effort to build a database tracking a person's entire existence. Run by DARPA, the Department Defe- the Defense Department's research arm, LifeLog aimed to gather in a single place just about everything an individual says, sees, or does. The phone calls made, the TV shows watched, the magazines read, the plane tickets bought, the email sent and received. Out of this seemingly endless ocean of information computer scientists would plot distinctive roots in the data, mapping relationships, memories, events, and experiences. So essentially, this life log was going to be an all-encompassing diary that would have a near-perfect digital memory of not just everything you do, but where you do it, and who you do it with, and at what times. And uh, it would be this list, but not just a list. It would be itemized. It would be broken into episodes so that you could see that, oh, this event started here and then you went there and then it was completed here. And it would do all of this automatically. It would be following you around, recording everything you're doing and every interaction you're having. Uh, Pretty incredible and incredibly creepy stuff. But don't worry, guys, it was all canceled on February 4th. 2004, or at least that's when it was announced canceled by Wired. And just out of curiosity, is it true? Is that the day that Facebook was founded? Well, according to the Bastion of Truthiness Wikipedia, it is anyway. February 4th, 2004, the website for Facebook was launched by Mark Zuckerberg. And uh, Wiki provides a a link to an article that, that sources that. So, Apparently it is true. Although, when you actually dig through and uh, you find that, well, actually the program was cancelled in late January of 2004. So, it was cancelled a couple weeks before it was announced cancelled by Wired. It wasn't literally the same day, guys. Don't worry. But, it is just a coincidence, likely. But still a telling one. Because, can you think of... An application of a of a, a platform, of a social media tool that is anything more like this life log idea that the Pentagon and DARPA was looking for than Facebook itself, where you yourself are recording, if not every single interaction that you have with everybody everywhere, at least a good portion of them. And you yourself are tagging all of these other people for, uh, you know, for the good of the 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 interested onlookers, uh, so that they know who you were interacting with and where and at what times, and they're broken into episodes, and you can see the different parts of your life, the timeline. Well, this is essentially the lifelog idea, but it's you yourself who are doing it and uploading it to uh, to these servers. And we know Facebook likes to give the information app out behind back doors, and we know it doesn't even matter if they didn't, because, of course, the, uh, the NSA and uh, other alphabet supers are tapping the very trunk lines of the Internet, so they have it all anyway. Well... If you want more information about this life log idea, you can go to the actual request for proposal that DARPA had up on their website back at the time, and it was looking to uh, to make a decision by May seventh, two thousand and four. Obviously, that got called off when it started to get a little bit too much attention in the press. But uh, you can go and read through how uh, the uh, the idea of what they were looking for and. Uh, how there was going to be all sorts of different sensors and things to try get all this different data that people are going through in their uh, life, and then sorting and producing a timeline that const- constitutes an episodic memory for the individual. It's a very detailed, very t- creepy proposal. I mean, there's no way that you can read this without being creeped out thinking the military is looking for this technology. Um Perhaps for a little comedic relief, you can find that uh, actually uh, people who were fulfilling the proposal had to submit the proposal via floppy disk. (laughs) Two copies, two separate floppy disks. (laughs) So there you go. That's uh, a sign of the times. But anyway, this is the proposal and uh, this is what they were looking for. And it should sound pretty chillingly familiar um, in its broad outline to what we already know about the Total Information Awareness Office, which I've talked about a number of times, perhaps most notably in the uh, five Privacies You Didn't Know You Lost" episode of the Corbett Report. But yes, the one with the creepy Illuminati pyramid in, uh, radiating the globe image—just <laughs> uh, totally nothing to nothing to worry about here, guys. Anyway, this should bring uh, bring to mind also some other things that we've talked about in the past, like this big new Brzezinski's between two ages. Soon, it will be possible to assert almost continuous surveillance over every citizen and maintain up-to-date complete files containing even the most personal information about the citizen. These files will be subject to instantaneous retrieval by the authorities. In the technotronic society, the trend would seem to be towards the aggregation of the individual support of millions of uncoordinated citizens, easily in the reach of magnetic and attractive personalities, exploiting the latest communications techniques to manipulate emotions and control reason. So there you have it, guys. The day LifeLog was announced dead was the day that Facebook launched... And the idea rolls on, and think about how much closer we are to that LifeLog idea coming to full fruition 14 years later than we were back when we were also innocent at that time when Facebook was just being launched, or so we would like to believe. Anyway, there's a lot to dig into, so I hope you guys will continue researching about LifeLog and its various analogs in the different programs that have been suggested and quote-unquote scrapped. Sorry, DARPA like the Total Information Awareness Office, which we know just went underground and became the whole PRISM grid network. So uh, all of this moves on just under different names and they don't tend to announce it quite as openly anymore, but there's a lot to dig into. Hope you guys will be there to dig into it with me. James Corbett, CorporateReport.com.
5: Right. Now, the reason why
4: we bring people like Corbett on the show is because he does a wonderful job and he's uh, someone who has, you know, offered to share his work out there. You can go support his work at Corbett, at CorbettReport.com. And again, there's just even just going through this thread of information here. You know, you could make a day's uh, research or, you know, you could find a lot of interesting threads to go on and follow up on that. But again, just kind of highlighting more of that special relationship that the intelligence community has with uh, Facebook and not only Facebook, but uh, th- the different ways that the, You know DARPA has gone about studying these sort of things and we're gonna go into that more a little bit today And I-, I wanted to get those clips out of the way before I went into a little bit of a thing on The social dilemma now. I watched the social dilemma quite a few months ago And then uh, recently I watched this movie again and just to kind of screen it for this particular episode that I'm doing today. And, you know, they don't really go into any of this kind of stuff. They don't go into any of the threats of the intelligence community or DARPA's different uh, studies that they're doing on how they want to program you with uh, microchips or vaccines or uh, therapeutics, I guess is what they're calling them now, um, or viruses. Uh, No, the social dilemma really is kind of sort of a a limit limited hangout and i don't want to play any of the audio uh, or that sound (laughs) but let's just get you know a little bit of the b-roll here of this film because they do bring up some legitimate concerns about how harmful the technology can be how dangerous ai can be how harmful it could be to have You know you having kind of like this uh constant gratification mirror held up constantly feeding you the dopamine drip and how that could be damaging to your you know to your children and how it's really not a good thing okay so they go into a lot of that and that's great but what they leave out is a lot you know and the whole algorithm thing let's just take that down because i don't know if that's going to get me like have an issue or something just for playing that but the algorithm thing of how you could just suddenly end up like in the rabbit hole and have no control over where you're going and and the the youtube is just going to completely take control of your mind that's sort of bullshit i think there's even some studies out there that show that that's not necessarily true and that people are actually going and looking for things and then they're finding what they want and getting more of that not necessarily that the robots are completely controlling them and they sort of take away a lot of the free will of people like decision-making power in that documentary you can tell it comes it, it, it just to be straight up like it comes from a lot of people who seem to be more like deterministic like evolutionist like no again like material materialistic in a way oops i just snapped that right off Uh, materialistic and not necessarily like we're just machines that can be programmed and it just it kind of piggybacks on the science of behaviorism and uh social studies even of like thinking that there's no other way that we can think like that we're just completely programmable and to an extent we are largely programmable and malleable but i didn't like that about that movie also the fake news is the problem they don't again they don't they don't Talk about at all how this could be utilized by the military, how it could be utilized by the government, how it could be utilized by intelligence communities. No, it's just all about like some crazy conspiracy theory can ravel off and that's the big threat. I think it just ties into more of what's happening now with the domestic terrorism and stuff and the fact that that's going to be the new enemy. It's going to be you know a virus plus people that won't obey and you know people that don't obey are killing people and they're also falling for all these crazy extreme radical theories and they kept using the word in that movie conspiracy theory conspiracy theory not realizing that that term is an intelligence agency that intelligence community term to put people off of what's actually going on so that people feel socially awkward so that you have the whole denial self-loathing mechanism thing going on where you feel bad about questioning things that regular people don't think so um yeah that's part of that movie just i mean the whole movie doesn't go into any of that like i said the actual origins that they, they they are like if if they're willful dupes then fine but it seems like they're just like unwillful dupes like they're pawns in a system and they they are like, no, oh, we created this thing and we just don't know what to do. It's just screwing everybody up. But like, they didn't create this thing. They're just pawns in a system of an apparatus that was attempting to create these nets of social capture to capture all the data, to capture, track, trace, and database everybody, right? It's not about, oh, we created it, us geniuses in Silicon Valley, and now our, our invention has just gotten so out of control. that That's not what's going on. It's perfectly in control. This is exactly what it's designed to do. It's designed to keep you hypnotized. It's designed to give you the dopamine drip while you're at the same time feeding back data about your thoughts, your emotions, what your intentions are, so that they can then use that system as a mechanism for control over time to develop better information on their side out of all these, you know, uh, this whole like kaleidoscopic lens they have with the prism and the Patriot Act and the warp speed and the different things that DARPA wants to um, do moving forward to track you where you're going to become the Internet of Things, and that's the real danger with 5G is not necessarily the frequency. Our whole environment is always uh, filled up with lots of dangerous frequencies, uh, chemicals, things that are harmful to us in our environment. That's not the point of 5G being threatening. The threat of it, of 5-jizzle or whatever to throw off the AI, (laughs) is to track you to get inside of you and make you an internet of things so that you're another calculation statistic uh controllable thing with an algorithm right uh the other notes i had on that while i was just kind of reviewing is they go into the um the thing that happened back uh back when there was this thing where there's this guy and he's locked up currently named julian assange who released a bunch of information about high-level officials in the government who were sharing emails back and forth together about really strange code words, uh, things that are used in uh, pedo rings and human trafficking that were terms that people like John Podesta and Hillary Clinton and Anthony Weiner were using, emailing each other back and forth, Barack Obama involved in this ring, what appeared to be, you know, human trafficking going on. And of course, Julian Assange is still not, you know, been pardoned like Donald Trump was going to do to everybody's hero, right? Um, that probably won't happen in the next week. And he'll probably just rot because that's what they're going to do because he stepped on things that he's not supposed to step on. And going uh, there, that's what was going on around that time with fake news, but they turn it into and then donald trump hillary clinton then said the pizzagate thing was fake news i shouldn't have said those two words together or caused the ai to trigger this video but i'm kind of done caring and thinking about that and then uh you know then what happened was there was this like false flag kind of limited hangout type thing that happened in upstate new york with the actual physical location where the guy went in apparently went looking to see if there were people in there involved in this Right. And then the news media kind of black holed the whole thing into that story versus the real story that was happening there was that there was this human trafficking ring which has now over the last year definitely been more uncovered and uh people have gone to prison. We'll go into the Maxwell sisters today, uh both of them a little bit more uh Christine than uh Ghislaine. But she's in prison right now, right? It's not just like fake news, total like there's nothing going on. No, there are things going on that they've attempted to cover up with the whole fake news thing and again they just go into like everything that people believe online that's not what the mainstream media says is a conspiracy theory that's like what the social dilemma basically came into and then their solutions at the end were like oh yeah you know just turn your notifications off and 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 choose your own youtube videos that's how you take the power back you, you you should choose your own video rather than let the algorithm do it for you and, and turn notifications off. That'll help. Like, again, either they're just totally paid liars who are attempting to cover up what's really going on there or just like, again, these people made a documentary. It was heartfelt. They really cared. It has a lot of, like, interesting grabs and heart emotional cinematography going on in the movie. Heart pulls and things like that. But it's again completely lacks the proper information and context the two movies that i'll put in the show notes near the top are going to be state of mind the psychology of control and minds of men the first one was uh produced by uh, Infowars, and richard grove and kevin cole uh, were writers on that uh, i believe that's correct i'll p- clarify if not if i'm wrong about that and then some other people were involved in the writing uh, lisa arbachevsky the voiceover monologue and was also involved in the production of that uh, from Tragedy and Hope films there and the other one Minds of Men that I mentioned was Aaron and Melissa Dykes Uh, you can think it's just mindsofmen.com or Aaron and Melissa Dykes in a web search will find that and again I'll put that in the show notes as well so those are the two documentaries that I think really need to be watched and further understanding MKUltra DARPA, uh, the Pentagon and uh, DARPA, and ARPA, and the different um, military uh, programs and operations that have been going on would be better things to consume and understand than that particular movie if you really want to understand the true threat, which is, again, part of the goal today is to go over some of that so that people can get a wider context than just the social dilemma on some of the stuff that's going on with technology, with social media, and things like that. So one of the documents mentioned in that was Corbett we'll just kinda backtrace his steps there was that all really accurate here's that reddit thread that he was talking about and it says if the government were found to be tracking people's position shopping habits blah 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 right and then somebody made a Corbett video on that or sorry I mean then then Corbett made a video on this somebody said so here's that thread I'm gonna put that in the show notes now I went and looked up that URL that he also has in that video. If you click on Darpa's origin solicitation for LifeLog, you're going to get a big nice wayback.org article. Oh, interesting. Why why did he have to use the Wayback? Let's see. Now, if I just go to that website, is there something wrong with that website? Yes, there is. 404 not found. Interesting. So, darpa.mil took that site down, or this paper. Maybe they moved it, right? Let's, we'll just move on. Uh, So, that's interesting. So, you have to use the wayback to get it. Earlier this morning, I was having issues with the wayback and I was gonna kinda talk about that, but it appears to be working now. And this article has, again, that link that's broken that you can go to that's not there anymore. Let's just double check that that's true and that that was the correct link that James had. Does this one go anywhere No, this one also doesn't go anywhere so somebody's covering some tracks or you know internet stuff just breaks you know <laughs> so let's zoom in here I know you guys didn't, can't really see that that well and we'll read a little bit about this so what is this uh, this is a proposal proposer information pamphlet the defense advanced research project agency DARPA often Selects research often selects its research efforts through a broad agency announcement, a BAA process. The BAA will be posted directly to fedbizops.gov, the single government point of entry, GPE, for federal government procurement opportunities over $25,000. The following information is for those wishing to respond to the broad agency announcement. The Information Processing Technology Office (IPTO) of Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency (DARPA) is soliciting proposals to develop an ontology-based subsystem that captures, stores, and makes accessible the flow of one's person's of one person's experience in the interactions with the world in order to support a broad spectrum of associates, assistants, and other systems capabilities. The objectives of this life log concept is to be able to trace the threads of an individual's life in terms of events, states, and relationships. So, so far we see this request for proposal, uh, RFC or RFP or BAA as they're calling it, that they're putting out kind of saying, here's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get the right resources together. We're trying to create this system where a person's whole life and whole interactions and everything they do will be put in this log we'll call it LifeLog and it'll be this uh, project that we're unfolding here. LifeLog is interested in three major data categories physical data, transactional data, and context or media data. Anywhere, anytime, capture of physical data might be provided by hardware worn by LifeLog user, visual, aerial, or possible even haptic sensors captured what the user sees, hears, and feels. GPS, digital compass, and inertial sensors capture the user's orientation and movements. Biomedical sensors capture the user's physical state. LifeLog also captures the user's computer-based interactions and transactions throughout the day from email, calendar, instant messaging, web-based transactions. Here, let's pull that in a little. You can see that I'm cutting it off the screen a little. Oh no, I'm not okay, you guys are good. um anyway, so yeah, so as you can see, we're probably not going to read this whole thing here, but let's see. let's scroll down a little bit. So you can see they're trying to create a, this database that tracks everything and does everything. Let's see do they say why? why are they trying to do this? So storage subsystems, interesting, more of the mechanics we'll use these ways to do things, Uh, the successful development of LifeLog will require extensive experimentation to provide both system and its developer with enough experience to be representative of, of use in the real world. The first LifeLog users will clearly be the developer team itself. And once a critical initial threshold of capability has been achieved, The results of this should be documented as longitudinal studies operating conditions should not be controlled and a broad spectrum of both physical and transactional data should be captured over weeks of continuous real-world use the proposal should address performance assessment over these longitudinal studies and address the metrics of completeness of the ontology of the correctness of the life logs classification decisions the life log program also includes A challenging problem in a form of a system demonstration while taking a trip to washington dc travel combines physical activity movement via blah 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 okay so they go on that they will continue to track every damn single thing that you do with the system option task five options for advanced lifelong development so lifelong life log development program scope Proposed research should investigate innovative approaches and techniques that lead to or enable revolutionary advances in the state of the art. Proposals are not limited to the specific strategies listed above. The alternative visions will be considered. However, proposals... Uh, you know, I mean, so there, there, again, you can just go read about this. I'll put this in the show notes. Let's just make sure there's nothing else interesting to capture here.
5: Uh, you could go see... Some of their plans here, where to mail in the proposal,
4: how to wrap it up, and the format and all that. So that's interesting, right? So it almost sounds like they were trying to put out this idea into the wider technolo- technology community in order to gain and uh, stir interest. In this kind of activity of creating these sort of social networks you could call them uh, social databases and life databases of every activity that goes on making each point data point that could been the, later then be used for graphical analysis for any any sort of analysis right And so with that we can understand you know back, in the early 2000s this was uh 2003 they rec- they said they would close it in 2004 and going to kind of cover a little bit of james's tracks further here's that uh wired article that he was talking about and it was posted on january 4th 2004 which is interesting because facebook did start on january 4th 2004 uh Right? Yeah, right there it says Launched January 4th, 2004 by Mark Zuckerberg And so that's interesting that there was an article that came out the same day But if you look into that a little bit more They didn't exactly close that day I mean, maybe they changed the history uh, The DARPA, the DARPA program was cancelled in late January 2004 After criticism Here, let me just scroll up a little bit We're right here after criticism from civil libertaries uh civil libertarians concerning the privacy implications of the system generally generically sorry the term life log or flog ooh ooh, ooh, that's interesting uh, is used to describe a storage system that can automatically be persistently recorded and archive some information dimensions of an object object filing of users user life log life experience in a particular data query data category so the pentagon funding what essentially looks like you know the social media networks that we have now and this is a common theme that you'll see it's the same that's true with bitcoin uh, you can go see an mit paper let me see if i can pull that up right now in the web brain which i'll also link in the show notes because today we're going to be using this a little bit to kind of track things later and I'll put my show notes in and if I need to pull this up more I will I have in here DARPA and ARPA and how that connects to ARPANET and the internet and HARP and SRI and uh, the total information awareness that Corbett was talking about which we'll talk a little bit more about today as well and how that was all connected into the Pentagon and Cabernetes and the good old Cabernetes. The true origin of uh, the intelligence networks, or at least a big influencer, right? And uh, there's a lot of good notes that I still need to put in here. But what we wanted to look up was the MIT. uh, Let's see if I can find this. 1996 MIT paper on how to make a cryptographic mint. Let's go ahead and open this up and similar to you know that that paper from darpa or that rfc or rfp which we could probably dig into more and find even more interesting things about this is more like a a working paper from a bunch of different working groups who went through and were trying to understand how to create a digital currency and how to make it work so that it could be transparent versus private and how all the workings of that would work. And so they basically go through and create the cryptocurrency system. You can read about it, they create a public ledger. They don't call it that in here, but they call it some sort of public way that we can make sure that people can see what's going on so that people don't make uh, black markets out of this technology, right? And you can go and read all about this. And again, uh, the people that were involved in this, let's just jump to the bottom, are. I think there was like a working group section. Maybe that was back
6: at the top. Uh, The NSA.
4: The National Security Agency Office of Informational Security Research and Technology. The Cryptological Division. um, MIT is involved and They go through what is electronic cash, um, multiple spending, how to solve that problem of multiple spending, um, how to use public key cryptography to do this, uh, untraceable electronic payments and how that could be a problem, basic electronic cash protocol, including an identifying information, authenticating and signature techniques. So they do solve the problem of it being um, possibly untraceable through the authentication and signature techniques and the, you know, wallets, they go through the whole thing. And then basically this just kinda goes away for a while and then suddenly Satoshi Yakumaro, Nakamoto comes up with Bitcoin and now Bitcoin's here in two thousand eight. And we don't know who Satoshi is necessarily. It could be that one dude and I think he did kinda did some legal things and I don't know. And it's this whole story like how these kinds of things happen with Facebook or with Twitter or with any of the social networks. And their, their, their overlying thing is what we were reading there in that DARPA program. That's what they're really trying to do. And they're not just doing it to market your data. They're doing it to work with the military, with the intelligence agencies to collect all this data and help them do it in a way that's voluntary, that you're consenting to, you're going and consenting to it all. They have all the terrorist reasons why it's scary and you should just do what they say and listen to them and that they're going to take your data and share it with the government and now it's uh through everything that you buy everything that you do and everything that you're going to say is going to eventually be part of these systems and it's already we're seeing that big time here in 2021 january 2021 this stuff is being turned up to 11. i mean so i'm, I'm sitting here talking freely on the internet about this right now on a lot of forums where in like a month or two there's no way that i'll even be allowed on those forums i would venture to say um, i could be wrong about the speed of things that are working but i i do think that that's where we're at um, even with this live stream here like could potentially have some problem because of the stuff that we're going to be covering today and which is not you know coincidental it's because facebook and youtube and twitter and all the big tech giants and Amazon and Apple and Google all work with the DARPA, with the NSA, with the government, with the CIA to uh, implement these programs of the wet dream list there that they laid out in that life log thing. There, there is a line between these things connecting all the way up to warp speed and how the military is working to roll out the vaccines. Uh, they, there is a lineage to the connections between these programs that we're trying to kind of unfold here today. Uh, so, let's clear out some of the, what we've covered today, so far, and get into the next part. So we were tracking down, the whole point of that is we were tracking down Corbett's trail, breadcrumb trail that he left us, right? So we got to that article, we had to dig through some Wayback Machines to find it, we got that. We, le- we learned a little bit more about LifeLog on the good old Wikipedia, and for those who haven't heard about it, uh, now you can go read about that. Now, next, uh, then we see, you know, the Wired article, and we can read about Facebook on InfoGalactic and confirm that it did start around that time. And we can choose if we want to believe, you know, the real story, the story that they're telling us or if there's more to it than that. And then Ink Utel, which was brought up several times, there's their website here. Uh, Visionary startups, experienced VCs, dedicated government professionals, Inc. Utel leads from the center of the matrix, of this matrix, connecting cutting edge technology, strategic investments and purpose to enhance and advanced national security for the U.S. and its allies. So Inc. Utel is basically a CIA uh, front, venture capital front who fund, who seeds the technology that the cia is trying to develop essentially and goes and finds that and then partners with it or creates it and then acts like they're just funding money but really they're probably involved in creating a lot of this stuff too even on their wikipedia here it says uh formerly uh Peleus and in incutel or sorry and in Q I T in in q it i guess is what it used to be called now it's in is an American non-for-profit venture capital firm based in Arlington, Virginia. It invests in high-tech companies to keep the Central Intelligence Agency and other intelligence agencies equipped with the latest information technology in support of the United States intelligence capabilities. The name Incutel is an intentional reference to the Q, the fictional inventor who supplies technology to James Bond not to QAnon and the QAnon shaman who are currently out in the woods doing magical spells to save us from Joe Biden. So, again, even my summary of it was exactly what they say on the Wikipedia. It's a a way for them to fund technology that they want to be used for the United States military intelligence apparatus. And I think what we'll do is go to a clip here from... Burmus and Whitney Webb, who you can find both over on Rockfin. And we'll just give a little shout out for that platform really quick while we're here. Uh, RockFan is where those two, you can find their premium content as well as Richard Grove, uh, who we're helping get him over there. And you can subscribe. It's like a Netflix for content creators. And through subscribing, you then get access to their premium content. And someone like Whitney Webb puts out great stuff on like uh recently with uh, Giuliani and the gang, Judy Ruliani. Judy Ruliani it sounds like a pasta, you know? Get the Ruliani noodles going. Get the, get the Giuliani. Get a little Judy Ruliani. No, no, it's Rudy Giuliani. And uh, Pfizer and the Public Health Panopticon, I mean, she's, she just has I don't know, a plethora of things. And today I was even studying a lot of the stuff that was mentioned in this clip. So I might as well pay some homage, play this clip here and give you an idea for uh the type of information that whitney webb is able to link together and it kind of just goes into what we're going to be covering next here in this episode so let's just watch a little bit of this
7: well the new article actually relates a lot to uh, the operation warp speed one Uh, i haven't found a direct tie-in yet but i suspect they're definitely linked so basically what um, this article is about is this new push to create a national wastewater surveillance system by hhs that will be fed into uh, the system that's existed since uh, about April or May called HHS Protect. It is the uh, where data warehouse where all of the COVID-19 patient data in the country is being housed and it's being run by Palantir. And it has been insanely undercovered when you consider the fact that Palantir uh, was set up by, this, by Peter Thiel, but also by the CIA's NQTEL. And for the first three years of its existence, its only client was the CIA. Okay? And it was essentially created to be the successor to Killiad. Yes, Killiad, the company set up by Christine Maxwell, Ghislaine Maxwell's sister, to handle all the war on terror data, she was contacted uh, to set up that company by the active duty chief information officer of the CIA, Alan Wade. Alan Wade was also involved in the total information awareness program after 9-11 and also in advising and guiding Palantir's product development, right? So, you know, a direct line between that to Palantir and now Palantir is basically housing all of this data. Um, At HHS Protect, no one except for people at the uh, White House Coronavirus Task Force and a handful of other people even have access to it. It's being uh, hidden from even local public health officials. Um, And it's uh, being used to determine tons of things. And also now, as I report here, it's being used to predict COVID-19 outbreaks at the local and community level in the US before symptoms even emerge, up to weeks before there is even a coronavirus outbreak, they're going to detect it in the sewage using a smart sewer system that they plan to have operational in 42 states by the end of the year. And the company that is going to be building this is a spin-off of MIT's Sensible City Labs, which is basically an R&D uh, system to create smart cities. And so basically what they are doing is that th- I would argue this is the beginning of a nationwide push under the guise of coronavirus to create a national smart city network. But they're going to do it underground in the sewers so you won't see it. But it's the beginning of what is going to be a much larger push because we know that in some places in the country, like New York State, for example, their governor announced that they're going to be building at least five smart cities next year. Not only so announced the it, beginning. Mm-hmm. not only announced
8: it, Whitney, but brought our good friend Eric Schmidt on air yeah. at one of his press conferences via Zoom, very hip and trendy thing to do to promote this <laughs> idea. As um... you have, Michael Bloomberg, another billionaire in charge of yeah. the track trace database force and guess what they're gonna start doing randomized testing in New York State for anybody that wants to go to school yeah. because it's a choice now because you know it's a choice and even uh, in my small town yeah. I just escaped from they actually put into effect the finding of not wearing a mask in in the streets despite the fact we had an outbreak of over 863 confirmed of 14,000 zero hospitalizations and we now have the data on all those college outbreaks Throughout the country, 70,000 kids, three hospitalizations, zero deaths. And I guarantee you those...
4: All right, so there again, Jason Burmist, Whitney Webb going over uh, the next steps that we're going to kind of be covering in this show and what she was talking about there with uh, Palantir and the connections to the Maxwell family and the connections to uh, Peter Thiel and and Christine Maxwell and that uh, Ciliad or Chiliad software that then turned into uh, Palantir. Now, I'll, I'll go through some of that stuff, but again, you know, people don't understand, like I said, when they watch the social dilemma, the real connections and real kind of things that are going on behind the scenes of the social. It's not just that they fund them. See, that's what you got to understand. It's not just that DARPA and the CIA and InQtel is funding Facebook because they want to see them succeed. They're funding them because they're working together because they want to see it function in the way that they are laid out in that uh, BAA document that I covered in the beginning where they're talking about LifeLog and how it will operate. That's more of like a grocery list of how they want the softwares to operate that they're going to be working with, which then later turns into these big tech companies who are not um, places like private companies where they have a right to decide who's going to publish on their platform like no it's fascism it's corporate fascism it's military industrial complex it's your taxpayer dollars being uh, spent to enslave you and spy on you and that is not the same thing as some private company in a free market capitalist society who spins up and then starts censoring people because they're allowed to do what they want because with their company like It's not the same thing, and I'm not saying 100% the other way, that because they're now owned by the government, basically, that we should just private or nationalize these companies, and we should, you know, for in safety of our democracy, like, I just want to clear the air that it's not a complete private company either, where they're allowed to then squash free speech. It's basically the government silencing you when you're censored off of Facebook or off of Big tech platforms at this point when uh, Peter Thiel is working with uh, Palantir Technologies and he's one of the people here uh, that you can see is the key people in that group and they are a public American software company that specializes in big data analytics headquartered in Denver Colorado founded by Peter Thiel, Nathan Grinning, greetings Joe Longsdale, Stephen Cohen and Alex Carp in 2003, the company's name is derived from the Lord of the Rings, where the magical palantiri, were seeing stones described as indestructible balls of crystals, used for communication and to see events in other parts of the world. Okay, and of course Peter Thiel, Peter Thiel, whatever, is a German-American billionaire entrepreneur, a venture capitalist, co-founder of PayPal. Palantir Technologies, and Founders Fund. He was the first outside investor in Facebook. He was ranked number four in the Forbes Midas list in 2014 with a net worth of $2.2 billion. So billionaires like Peter Thiel are going to be working with uh, DARPA and Warp Speed uh, to help you get vaccinated because they love you so much and they love Facebook because it gives them all the data about you that you voluntarily give them and they love things that they can control and track trace and database you. Now Christine Maxwell is a British internet content pioneer and educator, best known as a as the creator and co founder of Magellan. Maxwell also co founded the software company Chilliad and is the author of several books she is the program manager of learning technologies in the university of dallas texas i think she'd be more well known for being the sister of ghislaine maxwell uh, the Fortish, former british mi6 agent uh, who is best known for her convicted sex, sex offender and sex trafficking and relationships with jeffrey epstein she worked for her father the publishing tycoon Robert Maxwell until his death in 1991 blah 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 so i mean that's where i know christine maxwell's name a lot better than these other things but i'm just learning you know and i'm just here asking questions and i'm just here with you guys exploring and go ahead and like share and subscribe this video and go ahead and go to the stream labs link in the description and you can get your show your questions answered on the show you could also go to slash live hop into the live uh, show there via Discord where I'm also streaming this and at some point I will go in there and see if I can take a question if I have time today. Like I said, I have a date with my daughter after this and she was pretty anxious about making sure that we were going to be on time, so can't run over too much. Uh, but this this group, and I'm just going to put my headphones on a little bit here to see if I can hear. Uh, let's do a little B-roll of this. What what were they doing? What was this? This, this is the press, the to Palantir again was uh, the Maxwell sister Christine Maxwell's uh, company that it says even right here that she founded uh, co-founded and what, what what were they working on
5: we'll just kind of do a little b-roll for at first we'll flip through this
4: big data all of it user statistics social media phone numbers image metadata, credit card charges, customer relations, toll tag records, email messages, driver's license, social security number, collaboration portals, zip codes, websites. So that's interesting. America, let's see, what are they saying? of a sudden,
9: these new information sources that we didn't anticipate having access to are not only popping up, but are downgrading the level of importance of the old content delivery channels forever and at phenomenal rates. And so the challenge now is about how we can deal with both the analytic, numeric side and all this other type of unstructured data that is highly distributed. How we do that at the same time is what is unique about Kiliad software. Three approaches are taken to reach very large amounts of data. First, an analyst will query one data source at a time. While that works, you now have a problem to consolidate all those queries into one manageable view. Technology can help. We call this federation, which is the merging of those separate unique results, but it doesn't get you over the hump of what you need to do next. Second, another common option is to create a new data centre by copying all the data into one location. That may seem like a good idea as it solves a lot of problems, but it takes a lot of time and costs a lot of money, and often exacerbates security and privacy issues. I have met customers that have spent years and millions of dollars just getting to the data consolidation part before they even start with the project.
4: Skip ahead a little.
9: Kiliad software tames the biggest of big data, allowing you to find what you are looking for regardless of where it is or what it is. Within each source data can be structured as stored in the rows and columns in databases or tagged right. on the web, so cool, returns you know. more relevant results. Some database. Once you have reached, found, and analyzed your data, Kiliad enables you to constantly monitor saved queries. The ability to monitor it all leverages the power of Kiliad's global ranking and on the fly concept extraction to provide real time alerting as information changes 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Kiliad software's precision is most evident in this mission-critical alerting capability. Unlike other systems that look for keywords only, Kiliad's natural language discovery functionality eliminates false positives. Setting multiple alert mechanisms, such as for emails and text, etc., further supports workflow classification or other arbitrary processes triggered by new or changed content. Palantir
4: is this Kiliad uh, software and then ends up turning into this uh, Palantir Technologies, okay, who's currently gonna be brought up uh, more later in this, I think, of the next article I have, is how, this is from October 2nd, 2020, N-C-A-T-S Award Palantir, making sure there's not an audio problem, Award Palantir Technology, Inc., Uh, announced today that it was awarded $36 million one year indefinite delivery indefinite quantity contract with the National Center for advancing translational scientists for enterprise data integration and data management to support the NCATS secure scientific platforms environment Palantir's Foundry software will be provided in various configurations to the NCATS Secure Scientific Platform Environment, which supports several critical health missions through the integration management, security, and analysis of any kind of scientific data, and provides controlled access to internal and external collaborators. Several national institute of health efforts, including cancer research, COVID-19 research, and the president's emergency plan for AIDS relief will benefit from the NCATS secure scientific platforms environment. About Palantir, Palantir Inc. is a software company that builds enterprise data platforms for use by organizations with complex sensitive data environments, from building safer cars and planes to blah, blah, blah forward looking statements the press release blah 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 so the point is is that the palantir group is working with the ncats to work on this covid research right and the point is is that you know th- this is the k- kind of private data that these companies will start to be sharing about you is when they're setting up these contact contact tracing systems it will be through all the voluntary information that you're already sharing yourself that are going to be shared amongst all these different systems and then in addition to that you know they're funding things like Palantir to be able to tie it all together with the systems back from that uh, Ciliad software that we talked about so there's a, a lineage of building up with these the funding of these things now what is the National Science for platforms and let's let's go see a little bit more because I didn't even look into that. So we should do some due diligence and see like what is that exactly. Uh then NIH publishes... da da and see awards awards plant Paltronics, There's that thing. Yeah but who are these people? Who is this group?
5: Oh oh it's the NIH? Oh Which is which is uh Fauci's group, isn't it? So they look connected
4: at least. So Fauci NIH Anthony Fauci has advised six presidents and he was one of the principal da da, da. Let's see. Anthony Fauci is the chief and N I A D. Why? Why? Why do they make it so hard? As a physician with the National Health Institute, so he's just like there on the board of directors or something. We're doing it live, folks, and this is how you know. Sometimes you just look into things kind of like this, like to see. And that's what that brain modeling software is for—is like to later go plug some of this stuff in there. So, doctor, let's just read this. Dr. Fauci was appointed director of NIAID in 1984. He oversees an extensive research portfolio of basic applied research to prevent, diagnostic, and treat established infectious disease such as AIDS, HIV, respiratory infections, diarrheal disease, tuberculosis, and malaria, as well as emerging disease such as Ebola, Zika, and the NIAID also supports research and Transplantation and immune related illnesses, including autoimmune disorders, blah blah blah. Okay, so National Institute of Health, and there's Fauci on the front getting his nice COVID vaccine, letting you know that it's all good. You got to watch a video to learn more what they're about. Okay, so maybe we just do a little bit more due diligence on that as we kind of move forward here and we'll come back to that, those loose ends that we left there if we need to. Um, But that is interesting, seems to be connected in with Anthony Fauci's uh, group. All right. Uh, let's go on to see next what we're talking about here in this video this is Luke from We Are Change and he's going to introduce to us the immune passport uh, travel pass plan and maybe there's some interesting ties into that and uh, Palantir or the NIH or Fauci's group or DARPA perhaps maybe DARPA ties into that Um, we'll, we'll have to cover that let's see here if this was what I had planned to go into next we're going to go into Yeah, let's go into this now.
10: Oh boy, take a look at this nonsense.
0: Breakfast, yeah. is the, the champion,
10: some green tea, a banana. How are you doing, bro? A banana, pretty healthy.
8: Everybody got, uh, I'll
6: buy the whole whistle relies upon
11: it. its 14,000 bodegas, so much. I love bodegas.
6: And we gotta make
11: sure that they continue to
9: stay
4: open and do their
11: thing. You can keep the You got it. You're very welcome. New York City, support your local bodegas. Can you imagine a New York City without bodegas? I can't imagine it. Let's not have to. Alright, see you soon.
10: He forgot his bananas he can't even rip one off of the stems and he wants to be in control of one of the largest cities in the United States that of course is Andrew Yang who is now running to be mayor of New York City and second of all that is not a bodega this is a bodega he was probably in one of those cnn convenience airport shops or whole foods and got confused the responses to this are absolutely amazing as yet he's proving himself to be another phony pandering politician saying hey guys look i drink liquids like you do i'm so relatable doing these stunts rather than talking about the actual issues talking to the actual people and doing things that actually matter than doing these little cheap stunts but hey Not all is lost at least New Yorkers could still tell if someone is authentic or not. Welcome back, beautiful and amazing human beings. This is Lukardowski of WeAreChange.org. A lot of very critically important news to get into today. And that's why specifically we will be talking about the issue that we were warning you months ago, and that of course is the Conholio Sickness Jab Digital Passport that is being rolled out right now. And before doing a deep dive into that, the other news that we are seeing is a lot of conversation specifically surrounding a BLM activist that federal authorities say was Egging on the capital rioters, and was even on the scene instigating where Ashley Babbitt was shot and killed. Afterwards, he of course was also heavily promoted by networks like CNN that interviewed him as an unbiased reporter. When in reality it looks like he was actively participating in the riots the riots of which which now we're finding out the FBI and New York City Police Department and even the United States Capitol Police had prior knowledge of plans specifically for violence at the US Capitol not of course a spontaneous insurrection like we're being told by the rest of the mainstream media. Now it looks like the Democrats want to take security very seriously as they have deployed 20,000 US soldiers that will be armed and are now authorized to use lethal force in defense of the capital this of course is Donald Trump who has not done himself any favors at all is now planning to leave Washington DC before the inauguration as still many prominent individuals like Pamela Anderson and other human rights groups are begging. Him to let Julian Assange be pardoned and not face the 175 years behind bars that his administration charged him with. Even Pamela Anderson is requesting an 11th hour face to face meeting with Donald Trump in an effort to pardon Assange. But according to some of the sources that I personally talk to. There's individuals like Jared Kushner standing in direct way of that making sure that this does not happen. In related skinny elite yuppie news we of course have a new video highlighting Jack Dorsey of Twitter. Who allegedly was secretly recorded saying that there is a bigger purge a bigger banning of accounts going to be happening on of course Twitter all of which we are seeing the big tech Giants along with the mainstream media and other political elites set their sights on applications like signal and telegram which they are desperately trying to set up an entire PR campaign in order to make sure that they will be taken down and that people won't be able to use it to communicate with each other as we know signal uses encryption based technology to protect people's privacy which of course is just an afterthought to many of these ruling elites who of course don't care about that and want total dominance and information control so they could see anything and everything one of their citizens does again this is moving closer to a Chinese style internet which is coming very shortly if we don't speak out about it and that's what we do here on this independent media platform and of course since we were fully demonetized. This is only possible because of your support one easy way to support us is by also just buying products that we think are good for you like cacao green powders mushroom powders almonds mulberries which you could get specifically on M foods which is yes, linked yes, yes, down. Let's, let's scoop ahead of from here. here as of course there's now super mm-hmm. conholial sickness. Okay, international study that is highlighting how lockdowns might not have no clear benefit over of course voluntary measures showing that these lockdowns are having no benefit at slowing the spread and this is backed by scientific studies right, that are even being reported by, by again, Newsweek right more and more year about you, so much uncertainty so many things that we still don't know here we still see a major push to have a conholio sickness jab digital passport shoved on you already only 11 million Americans received this jab and and they're going to get special privileges before anyone else based off technology from multinational corporations like Microsoft Oracle Salesforce who by the way don't have the best record to say the least who are joining forces in order to push this onto individuals? It's also important to note that this conholio sickness jab digital passport is already being tried out with United Airlines, and the main goal here, according to these multinational unaccountable corporations, is to make this mandatory for everyone. Since, of mm. course, that would also benefit them tremendously. I- I- I'm sorry. When it comes to
4: how do corporations make things manual or uh, mandatory for people? So your ability to move through some system, whether it be flying or the airport or the mall or something, will be dependent on your medical status and the sorts of medical things that you've gotten in regards to COVID-19, which is basically you know, not something that is currently being tested properly with the types of tests that are being done. And those are mainly not testing for the specific thing that they're claiming is is causing the positive results and uh, not only that but there's not a very a severe rate of death going on not that the deaths that have happened if they are uh because of this virus uh not that those aren't problematic and not that i don't sympathize with that situation but i don't think it's something to invoke all this now maybe we just haven't seen yet what the next thing is that's coming but let's see let's see a little bit more here what luke has to say
10: Silicon Valley other companies tied to us intelligence contractors Microsoft and also the Rockefeller Foundation trying to set up a track trace and database system with all of our personal medical history I'm sorry but that's absolutely draconian and has a huge potential for absolute abuse as of course very important rights will be exactly held in private corporations. Now, of course, as the that...
4: Social Dilemma movie would say is I'm just falling into some sort of rabbit hole algorithm thing right now. And it's not actually that DARPA and the Pentagon and into q Utel and Facebook and Microsoft and all the social media tech giants are going to start working together with all that data to be able to implement a system like this where you'd be required to have some sort of passport to travel freely about or go buy groceries or go into one of these awesome amazon stores where you can just walk in and get what you need and walk out and nobody will have to stop you because it'll all be automatically deducted like you know it's it's just a youtube rabbit hole i must be falling into right now this morning i don't know what happened i must have just totally like the social dilemma says like these conspiracy theories have got me off on some total tangent i mean none of this stuff's actually happening right it's all just conspiracy theory uh so if we look into that article that luke had up on the screen there from zero hedge by tyler durden a coalition of big tech companies including microsoft is developing a covid passport what is that link to Fox business microsoft oracle salesforce join efforts to develop COVID 19 vaccine digital passport okay with the expectation that a digital document linked to vaccination status will be required to travel and get access to basic services, the group is calling itself the Vaccine Credential Initiative, VCI, and includes Microsoft, Salesforce, and Oracle. The US health provider Mayo Clinic is also involved in the project, which is being described as the most significant vaccination effort in US history. The idea is now a familiar one. Anyone who has been vaccinated will receive a QR code that can be stored on their mobile phone and the wallet app. Those without phones will have access to a printed version. We have previously reported on the development of this so-called common pass which also has backing from the world economic forum oh 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 that's so nice klaus schwab and the gang they're over there you know implementing their worldwide communism great reset and they'll hand you your passport so as long as you're a good little boy and good little girl and get your passport that you can freely travel about with your universal basic income card as well i'm sure you know you won't have to work you'll just as long as you're falling in line and making the widgets that day that you're supposed to and not not uh, thinking anything the wrong way you'll get your vaccines and your passports and you'll be able to travel about okay this is great let's see let's see what else they got here for us nice little illustration of how it works the lady checks you you're good you got your qr code and you're on your way to the jfk airport screenshot of the common pass click to enlarge oh Yeah, it's
5: highly interactive.
4: The goal of the vaccine credential initiative is to empower individuals with their digital access to their vaccine vaccination records, said Paul Mayer, CEO of the nonprofit The Commons project, also involved in the project. Oh, the commons. Where you'll you'll be able to hang out in the commons as long as you're common, like the the collective. As long as you've sacrificed your soul for the group, for the group, and not the, not not having any individual liberties any any longer. And you could go dig into that piece of shit organization. Myers said that the document will allow people to safely return to travel, work, school, and life, while protecting their data privacy interesting Uh, this is in Twitter I guess that they're announcing all these things let's see, Myers said that the coalition is working with several governments and expects standards to be adopted that will see mandatory negative tests or proof of vaccination in order to re-engage in society individuals this is a quote from that dude individuals are going to need to have to produce vaccination records for a lot of aspects of getting back to life as normal, he added, "We live in a globally connected world—the global village. I'm adding, the global collective. Don't worry, it's all for the, for the collective. We used to anyway, and we hope to again. So, there's too many of you people out there trying to enact your individual rights and." thinking that you have the right to just freely walk around without us injecting us injecting you with these new microchips and experimental vaccinations and medical apparatus that are killing people left and right and all kinds of people are having problems with but we're thinking about just universally applying that the financial times reports that the commons project has received funding for the project from the rockefeller foundation those eugenicists out there, over there that love you as well, with, that work in line with the World Global Banking Cartel, and that have been implementing by all three major airline alliances. So great, so just say goodbye to flying if you don't want to comply with this. You know, you basically are going to have to make a choice at every step of the way, how or if you want to go ahead and comply with this system. And it's not going to let us uh, get away with just uh moving to a smaller town and moving away from all of them and making sure that we're you know protecting our own families like no this is coming to everywhere they can near you everywhere they can get their feet in and so it does take resistance and it does take standing up to it and um, i think that that's what people should do is not wait to get back to normal like they're saying here but not have left a normal of how things have been for human beings throughout history where we're able to take risk in life by going around and doing things outside in nature and around each other and in society where sometimes things happen and there's risk involved in including viruses and communicable disease maybe and you know anything that could happen to you while you're out and about getting hit by a car getting hit by you know a tree branch getting struck by lightning uh, acts of god acts of other people acts of nature acts of god acts of nature same thing You know, it's even on on your insurance policy that there are acts of nature that occur. They're they're admitting themselves that there are things that occur outside of the realm of possibility of what you can manage as far as risk goes. There are risks in life. And what these people are saying is take this highly experimental, highly untested uh, thing that we're constantly evolving and genetically making mRNA things that... Code your DNA and we'll put microchips in there as we'll go into it a little bit here later and things like that And you don't have to actually know what's in there at all But it'll be a mandated thing for you to do that to travel So you basically have to play Russian roulette with your life and your family in order to travel to get back to normal Like I don't think so. I haven't done anything like that this whole time And I don't intend to do anything like that moving forward. So Good luck. Good luck implementing this, and I know you have lots of plans, uh, with all this great stuff that we're talking about today to implement all this. But uh, you know, not everyone is going to be on board immediately. Right now, so let's go see how how do they plan, or how have they planned Dr. in the Dr. past McCary, to Johns Hopkins University uh, make sure that health, they can the use the right networks to get this report. information across Doctor, to us. Um, I'm just doing a little what is tab the clearing here? exercise I, I, here. I
1: know I keep trying to get a simple answer, but no one save you and really attempt to get at it show but notes what is already the here? as I soon know, as I'm ready to have exceeds. this video
4: posted up but on tylerblair.com you can line. find every single tab that i've had open here you know the, I know the distribution
5: is so much the more complicated than
4: anybody has anticipated uh, if you think about it these are unique the like distribution channels the
3: distribution houses are not going to be affected by the network
4: review and the platform's agenda i mean i don't think so in the immediate future i think probably some of these platforms like baidu and are actually in vaccines. quite a bit of trouble, uh, Biden was asked as how we just saw what happened the with uh, parlor uh, And I think, in a way, the parlor thing was to set not up not. false flag now type of thing to make it seem that like it the alternative a uh, it's media a distribution is, so or the really alternative social options are falling apart. But really, so um, um, if you look at I that, it's pretty... You know, Trump funded kind of like Uh, uh, his version of the New World Order, kind of global lists that are coming in, um, in setting up this thing, thing, and they set it up on Amazon Web Services, which I don't know why you would do, to scale a site like that that's going to be clearly in opposition to the big tech giants, which Amazon Web Services included in. But if we go back... And we look at some of the previous things that were being worked on. There was something that James Corbett mentioned and Whitney Webb and Jason Burmis also mentioned there. And they called it Total Information Awareness. And Total Information Awareness was a mass detection program here from the Wikipedia article. um, Which, just the disclaimer that I don't claim Wikipedia has every fact right. Um, You should follow up on the resources. You should go in and follow up on the links and things like that. Um, It's a general idea of what this information trail is that we're linking together, and it's not to say that I then am appealing to Wikipedia as the master resource for where you should get your information. That's not what's being said or being revealed here. Um, This is just, again, and then I I have a lot of that stuff linked in the brain database to further contextualize the information and make it more clear why we're linking things together the way that we are and then being able to do a podcast over the top of that further clarifying more about what it is that we're talking about and how these things link together. So it's all those components coming together to make it the live livestream show. You're watching the Cyber Pentagon. Total Information Awareness was a mass detection program by the United States Information Awareness Awareness Office. It operated under this first title from February to May 2003 before it was renamed Terrorism Information Awareness. Based on the concept of predictive policing, TIA was meant to correlate detailed information about people in order to anticipate and prevent terrorist incidents before execution. Just taking a sip here. reading on the program modeled specific information sets in the hunt for terrorists around the globe Admiral John Poindexter called it a Manhattan Project for counterterrorism according to Senator Ron Wyden TIA was the biggest surveillance program in the history of the United States Congress defunded the information awareness office in late 2003 after media reports criticized the government for attempting to establish Total information awareness over all its citizens now that's bullshit they don't it doesn't go away and and then notice how it wasn't because they realized that this was totally overbearing and wild and crazy to be doing this to people uh but rather that because the media exposed them for what they were doing and got public eyes on it somehow and I don't know why their symbol keeps going away on me here, but this was the the mission patch of that particular thing here. Uh, you can take a look at that and see what you think. There's a an all-seeing eye pyramid, very Masonic, very Luciferian, with DARPA here, and it says, "Scientia esta potentia," which I don't know Latin, but it sounds like they're fulfilling their potential. <laughs> Awareness office of information and some fan or somebody watching the show can comment and let us know what that means in latin scientia esta potentia uh so yeah there's a an all-seeing eye with its with its eye all over the planet here all over north america on that side of the globe and it's looking like that light is going to expand across the globe And that's interesting. Another thing that you can go look at is like some of the NRO. Now, the NRO is a member of the United States Intelligence Community and an agency of the United States Department of Defense. Uh, NRO is considered, along with the CIA and the NSA and the DIA and the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, the NGA, as one of the big five U.S. intelligence agencies. The NRO is headquartered in... Chintilly, Virginia, two miles south of the Washington Dulles International Airport. Thank you for bringing up Mr. Dulles and the Dulles brothers in this conversation. But if you look at some of their mission patches, this is where it gets really bizarre. So let's go see if we can find this. So check these things out. So this one is like vipers. with like, They're like completely encompassing the whole planet. Here, let's let's zoom way in here. Let's see if we can get these bigger should have prepared this a little bit better and had bigger images to share on the screen, but all right, let's see if I can get them up here like this. Okay. So there's the Vipers. I know that kind of looks ridiculous, huh? The way
5: I have zoomed in on that. Doing it live. Do it live. What in the hell
4: boy what oh yep. Yeah. we're freezing up oh i'm pushing the computer to its limit it's obs and brave that are taking up all the cpu i shouldn't be using so much cpu anyway uh let's go back we're trying to okay here we go that's pretty good here's one with a dragon And he's like, uh, looking like he's got some plans for the earth there. And uh, again, like reptiles, flying reptile, serpents with fire and like the American flag. But he's like over all of that. That's really weird, right? Just looking at the symbology right now, we're just using, you know, more of a symbolic interpretation for what the plans are this one some stars encompassing the earth is this elon musk's uh what's that solar link or whatever starlink
5: the number five
4: with somebody saluting and that's pretty interesting configuration the great bear
5: some kind of like demon Thing
4: floating over the planet. We own the night. Okay. Now, let's see if we can get to the one that I wanted to show. Just was going through some of these to show how interesting you know, what's being portrayed here in these mission patches. Here's again that American dragon with red demon eyes and he's got a diamond and he's like got the whole earth encompassed and... This is the NRO uh, patch here for one of their missions. Here's another predator
5: on top of the planet.
6: We will prevail, National Reconnaissance Office.
5: Interesting.
4: Here's more, like, Illuminati, third eye symbolism. I think we're almost to the one that I wanted to show. Okay, this one is the one I wanted to show, but then look at that one. Like, more, like, three-headed dragon-demon thing, like, (laughs) encompassing the planet in this, like super, uh, secret society looking triangle configuration. And then here's the octopus encompassing the earth. And he's like, he's like eating the planet basically. And he's like, again, like evil looking octopus. And it says nothing is beyond our reach. And this is the national reconnaissance office. And if you have any idea about like intelligence and intelligence agencies and, the history of it, a lot of it has to do with the occult, and occult, occultism uses a lot of symbology and ancient archetypal imagery and things like that, and sometimes just telling you what's going on to your face so that you're being told in a way, in a language that you don't even understand, but you're still being told. Like, so on one level, you're being told exactly what's going on and what they're up to, on another level you're just looking at some stupid octopus on a patch that makes no sense like what the context is right so you have to be able to use a little bit of that more symbolic mind and that symbol literacy and realize that even if you don't believe in symbology and don't think that symbols should be used that other people do believe in that and they do use things like symbols and symbology and Words without words, like sim- symbols are a picture. They say is a picture is worth a thousand words. Well, like symbols are worth millions of. Sim- they're they're multiple images put together, so they're like it's combined tenfold the the meaning. And you you could go through and break all that down, but that's not you know we're gonna cruise through and keep going today and keep moving on with the show, of what we had lined up here to be talking about. But that's a little bit about the total information awareness and some of the nro mission patches that we go through there now part of the reason why this show got named the cyber Pen- pentagon is because of cyber polygon it's a spin on that and it's also a spin on the episode we did over at grand theft world called let's pull that up really quick here grand theft World which is tomorrow night, live streaming live at 9 p.m. Eastern for episode 11. Uh, But we had an episode called
5: The Cyber Panopticon, I believe.
4: Did we change the name? that's why I'm not seeing it. Oh, no, that was episode seven. (laughs) What happened to episode seven, you say? Episode seven got taken off of YouTube because they didn't appreciate what we were saying. And and what do you know? Now we're talking about it here again, Um, but you can go over to Grand Theft World. You can hit podcast. Yesterday I was working on the site to try to reorganize things a little bit better. And then episode 10 on the left here. And then, uh, oops, not number five. I want to go to number seven. The Cyber Panopticon. And it still went to number five because I accidentally clicked it. So it's a little bit of that. Cyber Pentagon, Cyber Panopticon. And you can go watch that and check it out. But then Cyber Polygon. Now, Cyber Polygon is another one from Klaus Schwab and the gang and uh there's some other people involved in this but i believe it's another thing from the world economic forum and it's uh it's in a, a basically like one of these tests that they run it's a it's like a simulation they these guys with a lot of money to throw around and the different uh things that they plan and do are always you know looking out for the best interest in humanity and how to fix things and how to make things work better and they had a. Uh, these tests that they ran called the cyber polygon and during the online training cyber polygon 2020 participants will exercise in the actions and responses and response team in a targeted attack aimed at stealing confidential data and thus resulting in damage to the company's reputation there's a red team and a blue team and you know nothing too crazy and ominous about it just on the front cover but it's more or less just to know That these kind of things go on where they test simulations like what they're testing here is like some kind of cyber pandemic and you can go watch a lot of the video and i'll break into a little bit of that here what they're talking about here and this is a these guys i think are having like a fake conversation in this simulation it's again they're in like we're in the cyber polygon and we're doing this crazy shit, and all this stuff's happening and it's it's a cyber you know pandemic and these guys will start talking about in their nice English, you know, oak chairs with the warm fires burning about how all of us plebs just need to bow down and kiss the, the throne and kiss the hand of the throne and, and bow down and ask for more permission from authority before we do what we need to do in life. So we'll go to these two, young, these two gentlemen here. We'll get a little background from this fella here, this fancy looking sharp dressed fella here first.
11: Discussions about the uncertain future of the digital world. But having talked to our speakers, I feel confident that we at least understand cybersecurity risks and challenges associated with the accelerated digitalization. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we will now move on to the second segment of the stream, and the title of this segment is. The power of information will have four discussions. And the title of the the topic of the first discussion is fake news. Is it a new digital pandemic? Many people say that information is the most powerful weapon on earth. Information will continue spreading as long as there are people on this planet. Unfortunately, some top managers underestimate this threat because they forget that it doesn't cost cybercriminals that much to launch what is called an information attack and spread fake news. But the reality is that an operation like that can deal ridiculous damage to businesses. Does this mean that when we become even more dependent on digital channels, fake news will be one of the main threats to humanity? Ladies and gentlemen, I have the pleasure to introduce two legends of journalism who will shed light on this interesting topic. Mr. Vladimir Posner, journalist and broadcaster, and Mr. Nick Gowing, BBC World News main presenter, founder and director at Thinking the Unthinkable. Vladimir, Nick, thank you very much for joining Cyber Polygon. It's a pleasure to have you. I will let you do what you do best. Gentlemen, please, the floor is yours.
0: Thank you very much. Nick, how are you? Good to see you vladimir and i should underline if i may that i'm not at the bbc anymore so i've distanced myself in the last six years so i don't think i'm speaking for the bbc well i'm not speaking for anybody but myself i want to make that so very clear um so uh this this um fake news thing uh, we were uh, i have this um uh question it seems to be a simple question do you and i agree with the title of this dialogue and can fake news become a new digital, digital pandemic. Uh, How do you feel about that? Well, two things, Vladimir. First of all, there is a digital pandemic, but let's set that to one side. Fake news is a terrible problem. It's rhetoric uh, versus reality. I think the rhetoric of something called fake news is deeply destructive. I think it should be dispensed with. But since one uh, senior political leader in the world decided to label anything he doesn't like as fake news, it's become fashionable to say anything you don't like is fake, even if factually it is correct. I think it's a terrible, um, uh, terrible description. It is not correct. There is stuff which is not right, but it doesn't mean to say fake. But when a president of the United States keeps telling uh, journalists, "You're, you're from the fake news media, that is deeply destructive. Yet on the other side, Vladimir, there is a very serious problem of a, oh, a digital it's so pandemic deeply of information which cannot it's easily deeply be destructive, verified Vladimir. you know we were talking i heard the gentleman
4: saying when that, um, bleb, that, uh, that when a normal pleb that information the bbc is, uh... news comes out and tells us that our news is not real he he must be lambasted and we must go after him and his fake i mean this guy these these people are real i was looking them up that might have been a fake conversation i don't know if we need to go back into more of that now but yeah nick Gowan he's a real guy worked at the bbc he's not just working at the cyber polygon interested they're so willing to participate in this and this guy same thing he's an actual journalist and broadcaster um so they're not actors but they are acting i think in that but again it seems like they're really giving their opinion, and I bet if you went and looked into these people that they would still be in line, you know, more with what they were saying there. Uh, anyway, so the point being there that I'm trying to make is that um, that was interesting. You know, CNN is fake news, man. CNN is CIA propaganda, and so is, uh, you know, all the other mainstream... Outlets are tied in with this, with this kind of military, uh, pharmaceutical, technical, technopoly, technocracy apparatus that we're talking about or discussing in today's episode. So, and they don't hold the keys to the truth. They're, that's the thing that I think that people that believe science and the scientific community and that the government is somehow locked, uh, locked with the truth, and that everybody out there is always trying to give you the truth. No, there are apparatuses that these guys in this interview aren't going to be talking about that are putting out the information war like that guy was talking about, but in a way that's designed by the intelligence agencies, by the government, by the communist, worldwide um, communist takeover that Klaus Schwab is implementing over decades, slowly getting you to see things from a certain perspective and to accept things in a certain way. Same with the social media and what it's done to people and how in the social network, what they're talking about, the damages that it's doing to people. That is a designed information warfare, a designed thing put in your pocket, put in your hand. Seemingly so great, created by DARPA and ARPA and the military and the Pentagon and uh, these different CIA and NRO uh, offices of intelligence to be able to trace you and get to know everything that you're thinking, doing, going to do. Uh, predict how it's going to work and then transact that back into time and somehow then be able to do pre-crime on people and all this crazy stuff that when you really look again like at the Internet of things and what's coming with iot and what's already here actually with the ai and like machine learning control grid running everything you're a part of that. that they're including you and your biological being inside of that and as we go through the show that's what we're going to start to cover next i think here as I had lined up. Uh, So we need to move through a little bit quickly. But there's also the Network Contagion uh, group. This is the NCRI. Network Contagion Research Institute is a politically neutral, multidisciplinary team of experienced neuroscientists, technology industry leaders, physicists, and machine learning experts from across academia and industry who have developed an integrated technology platform, Contextus, to track and expose the epidemic of virtual deception, manipulation, and hate as it spreads between social media communities and into the real world. And these are the kind of people that back with that uh, BAA document that DARPA put out to to set up these networks would have been applying for that sort of a grant and are currently, I'm, I'm sure, working closely With intelligence and the military to implement these sort of systems and we'll be breaking this group down further uh in future information but i'm linking this in you know with what's being done at the cyber polygon with that sort of research these people are looking to integrate track and expose what they're calling like fake news and disinformation but these these things as you go and look at that william benny interview that richard grove did and watch the whole thing and really understand what he's saying these technologies are always dual-sided and they're they're not just you can't just trust what the website mission statement is telling you there's always another side of this where they can turn that around and point that apparatus at the American people and this can be pointing at you right through your cell phone as you're looking into some you know social media platform and the things that they have set up there and planned for you Um, but as we were talking about with Whitney Webb or as we were learning about there from her This all ties into Operation Warp Speed, and the next segment of the show, which I'm going to try to go for another about 30 minutes and then call it quits, is going to go into Warp Speed and uh, how that ties in with DARPA and the military and the uh, Palantir group that we were talking about earlier, and this is an interesting article that just came out today about Poland. Poland, Uh little you are still listening. I found an article that in Poland, uh, the Polish government officials have denounced the deactivation of Donald Trump's social media accounts and said that the draft law being readied in Poland will make it illegal for such companies to do similar cases and actions. I thought that was interesting. Um, and that Biden has ties to five major tech companies. That was another article that came out right before I went on. I'm just trying to find the articles I had lined up on... Okay, well let me let me play this clip, and then I'll look for the next piece I had on more of like how the Pentagon is funding, and DARPA is funding like uh, micro implantable chips that can then be part of this whole vaccination agenda, and they're just doing it and going right ahead with all this stuff, and no one's stopping them, no one's doing anything about it, and uh, let's let's see about this uh, Operation Warp Speed a little bit here. <laughs>
12: Bill Gates says the only way to liberate the world from their self quarantine is to be vaccinated. The most urgent invention in the world right now is a vaccine that prevents you from getting COVID-19. It's It's going to have to go to seven billion people. That's how we're going to end this pandemic. President Trump has chosen a former executive of vaccine giant GlaxoSmithKline to run Operation Warp Speed, an operation to fast track a vaccine for COVID-19. Trump has announced that he is mobilizing the U.S. military to deliver a coronavirus vaccine when it's ready.
0: I think we're going to have a
12: vaccine by the end of the year. We're doing very well with the vaccine. And I will tell you something. I just literally left a meeting. We're mobilizing our military and other forces, but we're mobilizing our military on the basis that we do have a vaccine. You know, it's a massive job to give this vaccine. Our military is now being mobilized. So at the end of the year, we're going to be able to give it to a lot of people very, very rapidly. According to the Department of Defense, they will have enough vaccines for everyone in America. H.R. 6666 is setting up a national contact tracer army. We need a national corps of healthy people who are probably trying to go out and do
4: this contact tracing.
2: 911, what's your emergency? Hi, uh,
4: yeah. I got a couple of
2: handshakers right in front of me. Okay, sir, are, are they still in the vicinity? Yeah, I'm staring at them right
9: now.
11: Seriously.
12: Gates is given a platform the communist China to defend himself. staring I, I'd say it's an ironic if you take somebody who's doing their best to get the world ready and you know putting, in my case, cool, uh, my billions of dollars I'm into these tools for to infectious diseases. We're just in a crazy situation, bed. so there's going to be crazy rumors. Former intelligence officer Jack Posobiec defends Bill Gates and encourages his Twitter followers to focus on China. And Senator Lindsey Graham repeats this sentiment as well going so far as to say he would hire Bill Gates to run the WHO and double
10: their funding. I'm in charge of the appropriations over the WHO, at least a part of it. And what I want is see a change of leadership because I think they conspired with China to downplay uh, the, the nature of the virus. The WHO has great scientists, but it's lost confidence. I've lost confidence in the leadership. So a guy like Bill Gates, if Bill Gates was in charge of the WHO, I would double the funding because I think we need a WHO, but he's not.
12: The vaccine they are planning to give everyone on Earth is an experimental mRNA vaccine that will alter our DNA forever. And if this experimental vaccine actually works, it will be the first ever in history to do so. Welcome to the new world order.
3: And you pick the people that
7: run those agencies and the deputies that are pledging allusions to the new world order and good governance.
12: For Infowars.com, this is Greg Reese.
4: Find a video. Yeah. Whenever you just need to get a little laugh and you just gotta wave your arm around like Bill Gates and put on a pink sweater and everything will be fine if you just do that. Um, Yeah, I mean, there you go. Operation Warp Speed and Trump and uh, all the military and everybody working together to bring you the best of the best technology that we got right to you as fast as humanly possible without, you know, and everything's going to be completely safe and healthy and tested as much as we can within the span of a few months, you know, to make sure that everything's going to be fine with you with that new COVID vaccine. Don't you worry a bit about anything like the conspiracy theories that I'll be bringing up regarding DARPA's funding of implantable biochips that can potentially be used to deploy Moderna's mRNA vaccine. Uh, this is an article on Nanotechnology News uh, written October 12, 2020 by France Walker. In a bid to try to battle the ongoing Wuhan coronavirus COVID-19 pandemic, wait, COVID-10 pandemic is what it says, The Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, DARPA, is funding the development of implantable biochips that could be deployed as soon as next year. Alrighty. I think January was the rollout plan, as far as I understand. The chip, uh, let's see, let's go back a little bit. The chip is said to be able to deploy an experimental new vaccine developed jointly by Moderna and the U.S. government that could change human DNA. The chip and the vaccine built on breakthrough made by then Harvard University professor and eventual Moderna co-founder Derek Rossi in 2010 in his discovery, which the new retired scientists have come out purely by accident. Rossi claimed that he found a way to reprogram messenger ribonucleic acid, MRNA, the molecular, molecules that carry genetic instructions for cell development in the human body. The promise provided by Rossi's breakthrough was such that it aimed him. Sorry, the promise provided by Rossi's breakthrough was such that it allowed him to co-found Moderna with private equity firm flagship pioneering the company that attracted almost half a billion dollars from the federal government to begin developing vaccines using the new technology. Biochip could be used to deploy vaccine. In a preliminary report last February funded by the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease NIAID, and the National Institute of Health, Moderna MRNA 17, so those places are both tied in with Anthony Fauci, who's up there telling you that you're going to have to stay at home and lock down until you get vaccinated. And one of the vaccines is something it looks like his organization is heavily interested in. Moderna's mRNA 17 or 1273 vaccine was found to have induced anti SARS CoV 2 immune responses in all the participants, and no trial limiting safety concerns were identified. Despite this, however, one obstacle to development of Moderna's vaccine is the method of delivery. While Moderna is developing its own system, it's unlikely to get the Food and Drug Administration approval anytime soon, into Profusa, which is developing a nanoscale biochip that can detect symptoms in an infection. Profusa's biochip is made using a technology called hydrogels that were a product of the in- Vivo nano platforms IVN program that DARPA's biological technologies office launched in 2014 to develop implantable implantable nanotechnologies so again we're tying this back to the cyber pentagram the cyber pentagon and um, really quick we'll cut out of there you can see where this article is going um, and what DARPA is doing is essentially, I mean, it was just kind of getting good there, I know, but what DARPA is doing is making nanochips to implant in you all in defense of COVID-19, nothing to do with a uh, life log or anything like that. Here's another article that we we, sh- we could go and read here in a sec, but what I wanna do real quick is to switch to maybe this camera. And once I get a nice book cam set up, we'll have a way to show you the book that I'm reading. But what I'm reading here is The Pentagon's Brain uh, by Annie Jacobson. And this book is thick and good to go through if you want more material on what I'm talking about here today. And it's not like the most esoteric, most thorough, most crazy, um, deep, in-depth book that you're ever going to read. She's more of a mainstream author. This is more of like a large net book to be brought into the concepts of what we're talking about today, but I just want to read a little bit here from page 497 from the chapter on Total Information Awareness. It says, it's chapter 20, I believe, on Total Information Awareness. In our view, information technology is a weapon, says Bob Hope. What's up? Just bringing you lunch. Okay, I'll we'll I'll be done in like twenty minutes. Okay, no problem,
0: sweetie.
4: My wife just bringing me lunch, and so again, I have to wrap it up here in a little bit. But we just want to get out this part on the book from Annie Jacobson, "The Pentagon's Brain: An Uncensored History of DARPA, America's Top Secret Military Research Agency." Again, chapter twenty, page four ninety seven. In our view, information technology is a weapon, says Bob Pop, a former deputy director of the Information Awareness Office, John Poindexter's number two. Pop is a computer scientist with a Ph.D. in electrical engineering, a a prolific author and patent holder. He rides a motorcycle and is an active participant in the lifetime member of the HOG or Harley owners group. His areas of expertise include anti-submarine warfare and ISR, intelligence, surveillance, and reconnaissance. When, oops, I just ripped that page there, (laughs) I was pulling it too hard. When he was a younger man, Bob wielded Trident nuclear submarines for general dynamics, welded. Before 9-11, information technology was a huge, exploited weapon for analytics. Bob Pop said, sorry Pop said, they were using it in a very limited capacity. He said, he goes on. They, there were a lot of bad guys out there. No shortage of data. Analytics were inundated with problems and inundated with data. The basic hypothesis of TIA, Total Information Awareness, was to create a system where analytics could be effective where they were no longer overwhelmed. It was Bob Pop's job, as John Poindexter's deputy uh, deputy, to oversee the setting up of a multiple programs under the TIA umbrella. The Evidence Extraction and Links Discovered Program, EELD, was a big office with a large support staff. Its function was to suction up as much electronic information about people as possible not just terror suspects but the general american public the electronic information to be gathered was to be included was to include individual people's phone records computer searches credit card receipts parking receipts book checks out of the library films rented and more from every military and civilian database in the in the united states and with the hope of determining who were the terrorists lurking among the ordinary americans The primary job of the EELD office was to create a computer system so intelligent it would be able to review megadata on 285 million people a day in real time and identify individuals who might be plotting the next terror event. In 2002, DARPA senior, senior program manager Ted Senator explained how EELD would work. The plan, Senator said, was to... Develop techniques to allow us to find relevant information about links between people, organizations, places, and other things from the masses of available data, putting it together by connecting these bits of information into patterns that can be evaluated and analyzed, and learning what patterns discriminate between legitimate and suspicious behavior, he said. It was not an easy task. Using the needle in the haystack metaphor, senators explain just or sorry senator explained just how hard it was he said our task is akin to finding dangerous groups in needles of hidden in stacks of needle pieces this is much harder he pointed out than simply finding needles in a haystack we have to search through many stacks not just one we do not even have a contrast between shiny hard needles and dull fragile hay we have many ways of putting the pieces together into individual needles and the needles into groups of needles and we cannot tell if a needle or group is dangerous until it has at least partially assembled so he says in principle or at least we must track all the needle pieces of all the time and consider a possible combination because terrorists do not generally act as lone wolves a second program would be key to the total information awareness success namely the Scalable Social Network Analysis. The SSNA would monitor telephone calls, conference calls, and ATM withdrawals, but it also sought to develop a far more invasive surveillance technology, one that could capture human activities in surveillance environments. The Activity Recognition and Monitoring Program, or ARM, was modeled after England's CCTV camera, surveillance cameras that would set up across the nation, and through the ARM program they would capture images of people as they went about their daily lives, then save these images to mass data storage banks for computers to examine. Using state-of-the-art facial recognition software, ARM would seek to identify who was behaving outside the computer's pre-programmed threshold for ordinary. The parameters for ordinary remain classified. it goes on and it talks about arm and darpa and it ties into what we're talking about today because these systems were not just something that they started thinking up with covid 19. covid 19 is the great amplifier as klaus schwab calls it of all these systems to be kind of reinvigorated and put back into place and uh in the book uh, annie jacobson goes over um psychological operations uh the techniques and the gadgets uh the Rand corporation and coin uh command and control the electronic fence and there was another let's see if i can do this live another quote in here that i wanted to read really quick while we're here let's see NORAD, Moon, Possible False Positives, uh, Manhattan Project, uh, Alan Dulles and the Dulles Brothers, MKUltra, not directly mentioned but definitely in here, uh, Directed Energy
5: Weapons,
4: Psychological Operations, I think we're getting closer. Alan Foster Dulles, the Macy programs, Macy Dulles, Alan Macy Dulles. Okay, here we go. It was the CIA that was three years in the market in the making. In fact, the word brainwashing had entered the English lexicon in September nineteen fifty, courtesy of the CIA, when an article written by a reporter named Edward Hunter appeared in a Miami newspaper, the news Brainwashing tactics force Chinese into ranks of Communist Party, the headline read. Although Hunter had been a journalist for decades, he also worked for the CIA. He'd been hired by the agency on a contract basis to disseminate brainwashing stories through the mainstream press. Brainwashing, wrote Hunter, was a devious new tool being used by the communists to strip a man of his humanity and turn him into a robot or a slave. The very concept grabbed Americans by the throat. The notion of government mind control programs had been a mainstay of dystopian science fiction novels for decades. From Yevgeny Zamyatin's 1921 classic We to Aldous Huxley's 1932 bestseller Brave New World, and I think we expi- inspired um George Orwell's 1984, but that was a science fiction this was real hunter wrote to be incinerated into a in a nuclear bomb attack was an ever-present cold war threat but it was also an abstraction difficult to conceptualize on an individual scale in 1950 the idea of being brainwashed as if controlled by an evil wizard's spell was somehow much easier to relate to brainwashing terrified people and they wanted to know more. So, again, I, I recommend the book. It's not, you, you need to go and look in, in, in between the lines with this book. It's not going to give you every little link back, but they do bring up things surrounding MKUltra and the Nazis and the scientists that are experimenting on us still and uh, the whole DARPA operation and how it all ties together with what we're talking about today and going back to originally showing you how the social media networks are working directly with the intelligence agencies who are getting all this data and now they're here to save us and tell us how they're gonna implement us with microchips not to trace us not to spy on us but to save us right it's about our safety now and and being able to travel and have this passport and things like that so that's the cyber pentagon Uh, that was a episode that got cooked up just inspired by last week where we talked about consenting to silence or being censored and being okay with that and not standing up and doing anything about it. Saturdays are kind of my new live streaming day where I'll go over uh stuff that I've uncovered throughout the week and then try to tie it back to a larger historical context as well as give you the little bit of Tyler Bloyer flavor that you get when you go through my brain with this information and have it come out the other side. Um, I also have a little bit of experience in the field of cybersecurity and uh, networking. And so I have been learning and studying about DARPA from many different angles throughout over a decade now and being able to relay this to you in a way that hopefully makes more sense so that you're more understanding when people are saying like tinfoil hat sounding stuff about the government spying on us, that it's not conspiracy theory and it's not just fake news that you can go read about you know the implantable microchips that darpa has planned for you now and then go read annie jacobson's book on the pentagon and the brain look up the the sources and references in that go read about alan uh, alan dulles and john foster dulles and alan dulles being the head of the cia for many years uh in the late 40s and 50s and how those guys are connected in with a lot of this uh stuff especially being a a, a part of the cia for that long and what the central intelligence and the intelligence agencies are really set up to do they're not here looking out for the bad guys behind every scene like they're saying in these in these cover stories basically of what these agencies are set up to do it's far more in line with those mission patches that i was showing you from the nro um and those plans that they have laid out of of the the life log right life log was the idea of having the voluntary mechanism set up that you participate in just going about your internet of things life now where everything's ratting on you to the government essentially and through operation jedi the jedi contracts that amazon uh, has received and they're going to be involved with the department of defense working with uh the intelligence apparatus and the military apparatus uh, while you're on your universal basic income, which you cannot receive unless you have your COVID-19 vaccine passport, taking these highly experimental, brand new novel vaccines from DARPA, uh, injecting nano chips into your arm. I mean, how dystopic is all of that? And that's why it's important to understand it from a more (laughs) contextual history. I'm not saying I have all the history. I have a lot of blank holes, too but if if you're not able to conceptualize and intellectualize what's being said here, then you're gonna be victim to something really horrible in the very near future. And you wanna be able to protect those around you and yourself and your health uh, the best that you can without falling victim to these experimental things that the government and the military are planning for you. And part of that is also taking back your health And Cassandra and I are working on a course right now called Alt Eats, where we'll explain the different trials and things that Cassandra's gone through throughout her life to get to a point of health where she's at now, where she's getting closer to a point of thriving and the journey that she's taken to get there. And I'll be helping her with the the technological side recording and getting the course up and getting the videos out and distributed so that you can see them. And there'll be more about that. And there'll be more about the process of how I do what I do. Uh, being able to live stream and produce and I have a whole course that I'm building to offer to free for free to people through within the stones media network all because I like to help people get their voice out there and I am attempting to do the same and love uh, working and helping other people to get important messages out there in this critical time for humanity and other than that guys I think I'm going to call it there I know I said I might try to jump into the discord but again it's pushing up against that time that I have to go We'll test that out at some future point i really do appreciate those that were able to watch today and those that have supported the show in the past like share subscribe and go and like and subscribe on the alternative platforms like float BitShoot, library um d twitch these are some of the places where i will likely be forced to kind of get my message out in the future where i not be able to stream but i will while well, i still can on some of these bigger platforms That we're now learning as google is youtube and facebook is the cia that these places are is basically just it's the darpa internet government control grid set up and donald trump pushing his warp speed is basically saying take these experimental mrna vaccines with darpas microchips and put them inside of you and you'll all be on the internet of things control grid and he's pushing it through like no problem not holding it back at all no qualms about it right so all you people queuing on you know Trump's playing 5D chess what the fuck is that you know what is that shit where he's clearly on board for the lockdowns not doing anything against all that not the small businesses just being shut down and economy completely ruined and people's lives completely ruined it's never going to be the same for them and for it was for, as the way that it was for small business but the way that these changes are coming through and the great reset the way that it's planned not only that, but here, take all this stuff that's going to completely integrate you into the Technopoly Panopticon, uh, not even Panopticon, but more like THX 1138 type system, you know, this dystopic, complete non-freedom system that Klaus and uh, the the uh, inclusive capitalism gang with the Pope and uh, Prince Philip are all on board to integrate, and they're, they're doing it, so... Not a conspiracy, not fake news, not some rabbit hole that I've fallen in here. It's a, it's pretty coherent, I think, to see, the type of web that we're looking at right now. Now the solutions to that we can go into, but that it, it, we're not just uh, all doom and gloom all the time. But this show was a long time. Tylerblur.com, stream of consciousness was about kind of. Getting out of the movement traps, uh, kind of reorganizing my own mission and plans and goals and how I wanted to proceed and do things, and more of like this kind of content, a little bit longer form, going into things a little bit more in depth and giving my analysis, analysis and perspective, is how I see myself moving forward in the future as I continue to grow myself and learn and ask questions and continue to hopefully share with everyone, you know, as I do that. So. I think everyone should have their own Tom Green show. It's just my personal opinion. I think you should represent yourself not you should present yourself, not let others represent you and uh with that, I'll go ahead and leave it there. Appreciate everyone's time today and you guys have a good one
6: That's not the exit scene I was looking for.